Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The New Testament is clearly divided into two primary sections. The Gospels give us the details of the marvelous life and work of the God-man, Jesus Christ, in his incarnation. Then the Epistles reveal his continuing ministry in the heavens to build up the church as the body of Christ. Between these two great sections is the unique and wonderful book of Acts. This book reveals far more than just the miracles that took place in the early stage of the church. Join us today as we begin this excellent investigation of the book of Acts in the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program that's furnished by Living Stream Ministry. It's a marvelous book to explore. And here to help us open up this fascinating book, which is sometimes called the backbone of the New Testament, is Ron Kangas. Ron, thanks for being here today in our first program on the Book of Acts. I'm really happy to be here for this particular program. And we will see it's um, very accurate to refer to the Book of Acts as the backbone of the New Testament. This will become crystal clear as we proceed. Ron, there are a lot of conceptions about Acts. I think most Christians think of it in terms of miracles and the supernatural events that are chronicled and spoken about. But those things, uh, though they will be mentioned, those will not be our primary focus in this life study, will they? They are not the primary focus of this life study because they are not the primary focus of the book of Acts. So, to be rather direct... We do not have the liberty to make a primary focus out of something that is at most secondary. When we get into the significance of the book of Acts, its subject, its position in the word, its emphases, this will become very clear that although the miracles are there, the extraordinary events are there, they are supportive at most to the central, crucial, intrinsic matters related to the ministry of the ascended Christ carried out through him as a life-giving spirit indwelling and empowering the apostles and the believers who proclaimed the kingdom of God as the gospel to establish churches for the building up of the body of Christ. This is what will come out in program after program. Today we begin by seeing the position of the book of Acts in the New Testament. Let's join Witness Lee. Luke, the Gospel, and Acts. These two books are written by the same writer. Luke is so broad, covering all the points concerning this wonderful person, the God-man, from his conception to his ascension. But this is not the end. Ascension is not the end of Christ's activity. 
this is not the end. Rather, this has become another initiation. His conception was the first initiation, and his ascension became the second initiation. His conception was initiation of his life and ministry on this earth. But his ascension became another initiation for his living and ministry in the heavens. His conception initiated his life and ministry on the earth. Now his ascension has initiated his living and ministry in the heavens. So his ascension was not a termination. Rather, it became an initiation. And here is the need of his second book to tell us what can living and ministry his ascension initiated. Luke had the burden to write this second book to unveil to us the living and the ministry of the ascended Christ and how he lives and how he ministers in his ascension. He did live and did minister on earth and that life and ministry were initiated by his conception and that was concluded by his resurrection and then after resurrection he ascended to the heavens and this ascension is not a termination but is another initiation that has initiated him into a new realm that is in heavens to have another living with another ministry and this living and ministry are just being carried out by himself in the heavens, not as the conceived and born Jesus, but as the ascended Christ, as the resurrected and ascended Christ. Now he is living in heavens and ministering there also. This is the contents of.、Uh, The Book of Acts. I appreciate the realization that in writing the Book of Acts, Luke essentially continues his gospel with a view of seeing how the ministry of Christ continues far beyond his life on this earth. We heard today, Ron, about Christ's two initiations. What are these two initiations, and how are they related to his ministry? This is a splendid subject for us to. Concentrate on. In the Gospel of Luke, we have the living and the ministry and work of the one we call the Man Savior, the Savior in his divinely enriched humanity, the God Man. Then in Acts, we have a continuation of this ministry. The first initiation was the conception. Of the God-Man Jesus in the womb of Mary, when the angel announced that the Spirit will come upon you, and you will conceive a son, you will call his name Jesus, as is mentioned later. 
He will have the kingdom. This will be a holy thing. So this is the first initiation, the beginning of the Lord's life, and then ministry on the earth, climaxing with his crucifixion, resurrection, and in Luke, with his ascension. Then the same brother Luke continues his writing in Acts, and he has a wonderful introduction in the first few verses, linking the Gospel of Luke with the Acts of the Apostles. And then what takes place a little bit later in chapter 1 is the astounding ascension of the Lord Jesus. The apostles saw him ascending to a certain point, then a cloud carried him away out of their sight. We know from Stephen's testimony in Acts chapter 7 that Jesus, the Lord, the Savior, was seen standing at the right hand of God. There is Christ in his ascension, including his enthronement. This ascension was the second initiation. We may say one aspect or stage of the Lord's ministry was concluded with his death and resurrection. His ascension brought him into another stage of life and ministry. And this is the foundational truth of the entire book of Acts. Here we have, as the content of Acts, the life and ministry of the ascended Christ, who is carrying out God's economy, fulfilling God's purpose, building up the church through the apostles and the believers on earth. What the believers are doing on the earth in their spreading of the gospel, in their raising up of churches, in their encouraging the believers, in their standing for the truth— All of this is an expression and a reflection of this second stage of Christ's ministry. He is very active in the heavens, as other books reveal. Colossians tells us he's sitting at the right hand of God. Hebrews is focused on this. So this is what we need to be impressed with at the beginning. The first initiation was at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke the conception and birth of the man-savior, Jesus. The second initiation was with his ascension that brought him to the highest position in the universe, from which position he is carrying out God's economy, fulfilling God's purpose, and executing his ministry through his body, represented by the apostles and all the believers. This is what is at the heart of Acts and what we need to see. Chris, seeing these two initiations are a great mercy from the Lord, to have light from him through the word, to see the first initiation with the conception and birth of the Lord Jesus, the second initiation with his ascension. What tremendously significant and vital matters these are And we thank the Lord for making them crystal clear to us. Ron, praise the Lord for these two initiations. And praise the Lord for this viewpoint, 
from which we have an opportunity to explore the book of Acts like we've never seen it before. I'm really looking forward to the coming weeks, maybe months, that we'll have uh, diving into the book of Acts. Let's get back to Witness Lee. Where does this book stand among all the 66 books of the Bible? You could easily tell us the book of Acts stands between the four Gospels and the epistles. And the epistles include the book of Revelation. Actually, you may divide the Bible in this way. The book of Acts is a dividing line. Before Acts, you have the four Gospels to continue the Old Testament. And after the book of Acts, you have the epistles with the Revelation as a conclusion. Now, you could consider the book of Acts as the backbone. Our backbone divides our body into two parts, the right part and the left part. This book stands between the Gospels and the Epistles. In the Gospels, as we have seen clearly, a wonderful person has been unveiled. A person who is the eternal God by the name Jehovah. And he was the creator of the entire universe and of man. Not only so, he lived a life of a man. This man living by God, with God, and even he lived God. He expressed God in his humanity. And his ministry was just his living. And his living was his ministry to accomplish whatever has been prophesied or typified in the Old Testament. After he did all this, he knew that he should go to Mount Moriah and to enter into that and to accomplish his all-inclusive death. And he did it. Not an ordinary death. He died an extraordinarily all-inclusive death to accomplish everything that God requires and to clear up the entire universe and terminate the old creation. After he did that and accomplished in full God's purpose through his wonderful death, he walked out of death and he rose up from the tomb. He became a resurrected Savior and Redeemer. In his resurrection, he became the all-inclusive, life-giving Spirit. And in the past years, the law has shown us this life-giving spirit in Christ's resurrection actually is the ultimate consummation of the triune God reaching his redeemed people. He became such a one. This was the uh, complete revelation of him in the four Gospels. Now you have to keep such a view such a scenery within your spirit that now 
such a Jesus Christ. What is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, who was prophesied in the Old Testament, was conceived in the virgin's own, and was born of a virgin to become a God-man. And then he passed through death and entered into resurrection, becoming the reaching spirit, and he breathed himself into his disciples, and he ascended to the heavens, charging his disciples to wait that he would pour out himself as the spirit from the throne of God upon them economically. Surely this book is a transitional book, and it's quite appropriate to view it as the backbone of the New Testament. At the crest of this backbone, there's a major turn in God's economy. The Lord Jesus in his resurrection charging the disciples to wait for the coming outpouring. Why is this so significant? One reason it is significant is that the apostles and the believers with them were about to begin their work and ministry in cooperation with Christ's heavenly ministry. And this kind of cooperation requires the Spirit, not only as the breath entering into us to be our life essence. That we see in John chapter 20, verse 22, when the Lord breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. But both at the end of the Gospel of Luke and in the beginning of the book of Acts, the Lord is saying, You go to Jerusalem and you wait until you are clothed with power from on high. They needed to experience what we call the economical spirit, the spirit of power poured out from the ascended Christ upon his body, thereby clothing them with what we may call a uniform, giving them the authority to represent him and to propagate him through the gospel, and empowering them to overcome all obstacles and to open up new areas of the earth where the name of Jesus had never been known and the gospel had not been proclaimed. So the Lord made it clear to them that although they were indwelt by the essential spirit as life, they needed to actually experience another aspect of the spirit, the spirit poured out upon them as power and authority for their work and ministry. So they obeyed the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, they continued in prayer, they were in one accord, and at the time and day appointed by the Lord, the Spirit was poured out upon them, and the propagation of the resurrected Christ recorded in the book of Acts began under the blessing and with the empowering of the ascended Christ. We are getting a marvelous introduction, Ron, to this life study of Acts. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of our program today. Jesus conceived, born, lived on this earth, died, and resurrected. Now, in his ascension, he is in the heavens. Wonderful one. Who is this one? This one who is now on the throne in the heavens. You have to use a lot of them terms to describe him. He is the eternal God. By the name of Jehovah. 
And he is the almighty creator of the entire universe. And then he was conceived. And then he was born. And then he was the God-man. And then he lived on this earth, a life that is wonderful, mingling of God with man. And he entered into death, accomplished the eternal redemption. And then he came out of death and he became the life-giving spirit in his resurrection and he braced himself into his disciples essentially. Now he is essentially within his disciples and economically he ascended to heaven. And essentially he's now in his disciples also as such a one. Essentially he is in us. And economically he's on the throne. Essentially in us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He is the essential one as well as the economical one. He's not that simple. Well, he is sitting on the throne economically. He is within us essentially. Hallelujah. Wonderful. This is the revelation before the book of Acts. We must come to this book with such a view with such a vision a vision of the wonderful one who is economically on the throne and essentially within us wonderful and he is here and we are here hallelujah then the act then following the act are the epistles. If you are going to understand the epistles, surely you must get a good tour through the book of Acts. I must tell you, this is why so many readers of the epistle, they don't have an adequate view of all the epistles because they never got a clear vision concerning the Acts. The Acts is the propagation of the resurrected Christ where he is carrying out his propagation in his ascension by whom? By the Spirit through disciples for what purpose? For the churches which are the churches? The kingdom of God This is the book of Acts Ron, here we have the introduction of these two terms essential and economical. We're going to see these two terms many times uh, before we finish this life study of Acts. Why are these two terms so crucial, so critical, if we are to gain an adequate and healthy understanding, not just of the book of Acts, but of the entire revelation of God's plan? In two New Testament books, we see that both the essential and economical aspects of Christ. These two books are Romans in chapter 8, and Colossians in chapters 1 and 3. These terms are, as far as I know, the best available terms to convey the authoritative revealed truth in the New Testament concerning Christ in his resurrection and in his ascension. To state the obvious, there is one and only one Lord Jesus Christ, one person. But if we read the New Testament 
beginning from the end of the Gospels through Acts, and especially focusing on the epistles, we will see that the Lord Jesus has ascended with his glorified body to the highest position in the universe. Now he is the Lord of all, to possess all. All authority has been given to him. He is the administrator in carrying out God's economy. It is a fact he is on the throne with a glorified body. At the same time, the New Testament reveals that Jesus Christ is in us. Christ is in us. It doesn't say Christ is in us through some other agent. This is what some teach, sorry to say. And they're saying, in effect, well, Christ is not really in us. He's represented in us by another person, the Spirit. The problem is that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what it says. And there are two books that put together the essential aspect, that is, Christ as the life-giving Spirit dwelling in us, with the economical aspect, that is, the ascended Christ on the throne ruling the universe. In Romans chapter 8, verse 34, Christ is interceding for us at the right hand of God. In verse 10, Christ is in you. In Colossians 1.27, Paul says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. In chapter 3, he says Christ is at the right hand of God. This is just the fact. So we use the words essential and economical to make some kind of distinction for understanding based upon the Word of God. Essentially, Christ is in us. Economically, Christ is on the throne. One Christ in us on the throne. Praise Him. Well, that's all the time we have. We do, though, have time to give you our toll-free number and invite you to call us. Of course, uh, we have the printed Life Study volumes of this book available. We can tell you how to get it if you'll contact us. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. You can also write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or send email to radio at lsm.org. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee spent seven decades in the 20th century speaking Christ, first in Asia and then North America, eventually all over the world. The culmination of those 70 years of ministry was his Life Study of the Bible, an exhaustive exposition of the entire scriptures. This unique commentary focuses on how Christ can be life to man in an experiential and practical way. These programs encapsulate Witnessly speaking in just 26 minutes. But to get the complete riches, visit lifestudy.com. From there you can read all of the Life Study messages in their entirety or download any of our more than 1,700 audio programs at no cost. Again, that website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.